What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast, man. I hope you guys all had a wonderful Christmas. Again, I know a lot of you do not celebrate Christmas, but it is still the holidays to just about everyone around the world. So I hope that you guys had some and spent some amazing time listening with intent with the people you were around with and sharing the joy, the laughter, the care, the everything, as well as delicious food. But man, we are back at it. We have literally just two more episodes of the Business English Podcast this year, 2022. And again, for those of you who have been listening to me since, oh, I mean, not even this past January, but dating way back to maybe 2020, 2019, 2018. And again, I see so many individuals who have been following me for such a long time who I'm just so unbelievably grateful for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for obviously rocking with me. Everyone else who is apparently listening to me in this new day and age, you know, I'm not much of a podcast listener anymore because I listened to something, basically a podcast, which was created like on a website. And this is where I get a lot of my personal development. And so I used to listen to podcasts, obviously, heavily from 2018 to about, oh, I guess you could say end of 2020. And then I started going into a different phase, you know. And so for those of you who are still listening to podcasts, just as I do a lot of listening in terms of my learning, thank you, you, and you. So with that being said, we're going to be diving into audience analysis here. All right. Audience analysis. So. What we have here, we're going to be listening to a group, okay, of business people talking about audience expectations in different countries, okay? So this group is going to be talking about different countries of audience expectations. We're going to have six different extracts. Now, country number one, we have USA, then we have Germany, Japan, UK, France, and Kuwait. You're going to match each and every one of these different um, these different extracts with the countries that I just mentioned, okay? And then I'm going to reveal which of countries in the end follow those expectations. So again, a lot of people, there are different stereotypes, okay? Even regardless in this increasingly global economy, some national stereotypes are still valid. And you're going to listen to these group of people saying different things about specific individuals. And I get, and remember, you have to, it's all about the audience analysis. There's no way that I'm going to be very charismatic here in Thailand speaking to Thai people. But I am going to be very animated because they do have a tendency of falling asleep and being very distracted, right? And so that's a little bit of a stereotype. Like, oh man, you have to be very entertaining out here in this country, okay? Because if you are not, there it is. Um, American audiences, man, they must they, they must be the most easy, the, the easiest going, I would believe. But to be honest with you, I would claim that all my Central and South American countries are the easiest, excluding Costa Rica and Argentina. I do not know those specific Latinos so much just because, well, I really have only met two of them in 34 years. <laughs> You know what I mean? There's, a, there's only so much I can do with that guy. With, with that right there, that's only there's only so much I can do with that. So with those two, uh, what is it? Those two, those two countries aside, I know that a lot of the audiences in these specific countries would be very easy for me to present. 
However, in Europe, it would be very difficult. If you look at comedic stand-ups, remember I talked about that in the previous uh, podcast, uh, Louis Black, I don't know if he still does the uh, stand-ups, but he was brilliant. If you see an American audience and how they laugh and do a lot of clapping, like an ovation, as if you're at a, a political rally, it could be very annoying for the end user. Like, why do they keep clapping and giving him ovations all the time? But then when he actually did his stand up in the Netherlands, they never did that. But they were harder in terms of getting them to laugh. And so the same thing would go for just about every Asian country because every country is different in terms of humor. Now, with business presentations in general, you need to understand your audience. That's definitely the most critical aspect of it. And so what we're going to do here, you're going to listen to some expectations and then we're going to break it down and then I'll reveal the answers after that. So here we go. Three, two and one. Uh, well, I think the most important thing to remember is that people expect you to be an expert in your field of business. I mean, a real expert. That means you should have all the technical information at your fingertips, which is not to say they won't want to see it all in print after the presentation as well. And if you don't cover every detail in your pitch, costings, cash flow projections, everything, believe me, they won't be slow to interrupt you to ask for it. People here seem to like PowerPoint, the whole technology thing, you know. A word of warning, though, forget the jokes. If you try to be a comedian, they just won't take you seriously. Ah, oh, that is very, very interesting. Okay, so here we go. Let's take away USA, okay, because USA is more of the joking country. I think that is, right? Now, they like to have all information in, what is it, in print, okay, and on paper. That's very Japanese. And for all my beautiful Japanese listeners, you can attest to this. However, the Japanese never interrupt, ever, 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 ever. So that takes me thinking that it's Japan right out of the equation. It can't be UK, it could be Kuwait, considering that Arab culture could be similar to this, but I don't know if they need to look at every single detail. So I'm kind of in between maybe, I would just go with Germany. I would go with Germany. Because again, they're very, and I know this, no offense to my German folks. <laughs> no offense to my German folks, but you guys are very stern face. Boy, when I'm, I'm not like, where are you from? I'm from Germany. I'm like, damn, what are you mad? You know what I mean? Like, you, I know Eastern Europeans and I know Russians when I see them. No offense to you guys, but boy, y'all be looking madder than hell. And y'all never smile, too. And then a lot of, like, I had some Russian friends. They're like, why are you always so friendly? I'm like, because I am. You got a problem with it? Goodbye. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think this would fall in alignment with. Germany, I could be wrong, but again, considering that I do have my stereotypes of different people who I've met throughout my life, there it is. You, all of you may have the same thing too. So with that being said, let's get into the next extract. So my number one, extract number one, I believe it's Germany. I may be wrong. France, I, I, I don't know too much about France, you know? Uh, Kuwait, very relative to the rest of the Middle East, but I don't see them being super serious. Oh, I could be totally wrong. Who knows? <laughs> All right, so let's get into the next one. Uh, I think the main thing here is to give your presentation the personal touch. Mm. That's what they value above everything else. You see, they're judging you as much as, if not more than, what you're actually talking about. 
But um, I think too many presenters worry about offending the local culture, and then they end up sounding much too conservative. Don't. Be loud. Be lively. Be eloquent. They love all that. It's true that attention spans do tend to be a bit short sometimes, and you'll get loads of interruptions. But just go with the flow. In any case, people will probably want to talk to you about everything all over again later. Mm, I gotta go with USA. All right, USA is number one. Then I would go with UK. I don't know too much about the UK. I had some friends from the UK. A lot of them. Uh, you know, back in 2018 and 19, when I was doing the whole podcast and joint podcast and entrepreneurial thing with interviewing uh, other people in their field of endeavor. Uh, but to be honest with you, there are some people from the UK who are very, you know, that, that, no, I wouldn't say UK, that's three, literally three countries. So I'm just going to say England. Uh, although, yeah, I'm just going to say England because uh, to be honest, yeah, I don't know if I've met anyone from Wales. Oh, I met one actress from Wales. She was actually pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Very lively. Very open. She said the UK is total or England is totally different from where she is from. And so I'm going to go with UK doesn't really like anything about the personality, but be bold, be inspirational. Man, you know us Americans. You know us Americans. Not all the time. OK, I know a lot of you have probably come across Americans and be like, excuse me. What? What? There's no excuse. And like, Oh, my God. She just blew up on me out of nowhere. Yeah, parts of America are really, really like that. But if you're in the smaller towns, anything under the population of maybe 100,000, even 50,000, 10,000, you're, you're too bad. They're not going to be too bad. If you're in L.A., stay the hell from L.A. Stay the hell away from L.A. New York, I'd never want to go to New York. But anyways, it's saying that. See, I have my own stereotypes, too. Let's get to the next one. Well, it's almost a cliche, but the hard sell does actually work here. And believe me, you really can't be too assertive. In fact, they want you to impress them and expect you to work hard to maintain their interest. So, be fast, be slick, make sure you have a few gimmicks up your sleeve. They like all that stuff. And you can say as many nasty things about your competitors as you like. Especially if they're funny. Humour's nearly always appreciated. And uh, you don't need to be too subtle with that. They don't want dark sarcasm, though. So nothing too negative. Wise cracks, clever remarks, that's what they tend to go for. Oh, maybe Fritz? I don't know. After those last comments he had stated, I'm like, oh, that can't be the UK. And I'm just like, there's no way that's Kuwait. Uh, I'm going to go with France because I think French could be a little bit like that. So let's see. Next um, one. My main piece of advice here is don't overwhelm them with your enthusiasm. Of mm. course, they expect you to be highly competent and confident, but quietly confident. People will probably have read through all the paperwork beforehand, but they'll want you to go through all the main points again. For the sake of formality and politeness, they'll want to hear it directly from you. But don't get so carried away talking about your own ideas that you forget to point out why it's their company you especially want to do business with. That's very important, creating a sense of harmony and compatibility between you and them. Oh, and a long-term commitment for them, by the way, is 20 to 25 years, not 3 to 5, as it is in the States. 20 to 25? Oh, she compares it to the United States! She compares it to the United States. Oh, uh, 20 to 25 years, man. This sounds, oh my God, it's so hard because I'm still trying to figure out which one is Japan because I thought I would get it. But now 
I'm kind of in a toss-up between Japan and QA. I'm totally lost. Maybe some of you who are listening to this podcast right now probably have better of an understanding than I do because I am absolutely lost. Let's keep it going. I suppose having a sense of humor is the main thing. In fact, you can't do without it, really. Certainly, if you haven't made them laugh even once within the first five minutes, you probably won't be very popular. (laughs) People may even switch off altogether. Speakers are kind of expected to be fairly entertaining, as well as knowledgeable about their product or service. You don't actually have to crack jokes the whole time, but anecdotes and amusing stories seem to go down well. Making jokes at your own expense especially seems to help build rapport with an audience that can otherwise seem a bit cold and unfriendly. And don't try to wow them too much with technology. Be too techy and people will just think you're showing off. Damn, that could be a little bit UK now. Okay, well, I don't know. I kind of would switch the other one I told you about USA. I would switch UK with this one. But like I told you, I am totally at a loss right now. So you guys... Write down the numbers. Remember, USA, Germany, Japan, UK, France, and Kuwait. Based on the extracts that you are hearing, we're going in order. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to be revealing the answers right after this. So let's keep it going. Being stylish seems to be what matters here, both in terms of your personal appearance and how you actually come across as a person. France. It's true that you do have to keep up a certain formality, and your talk should always be logical and well-organised, but within those constraints you can be as imaginative and innovative as you like. In fact, unless you are offering something pretty special, something attractive, something unique that they haven't seen before, you'll find them very difficult to persuade. Obviously, knowing exactly who you're presenting to is always important. But here, it really is essential that you do your homework. And uh, don't be surprised if the questions you get asked seem quite hostile. Tough questioning is all part of the business culture here. Oh, that's got to be France. So now I'm totally lost about Japan and Kuwait. I have no idea. All right, so here we go. God damn, damn it. Okay, I'm going to go all the way back to the first one. I'm going to repeat it ever so slightly, and then I'm going to reveal the answer for you. So this is the number one. All right, here we go. Well, I think the most important thing to remember is that people expect you to be an expert in your field of business. I mean, a real expert. That means you should have all the technical information at your fingertips, which is not to say they won't want to see it all in print after... Boom. Okay. And he goes on to say, okay. And obviously at the end, you know, they might just start asking you a couple of questions or what is it? Um, what is it? Very technical at the be- uh, the beginning. They want everything. And then even so after that, it's going to be, oh my God, don't try to cry. Oh, God, totally forgot. But listen, the people are very stir faced. And I told you that the number one goes to Germany. If you got Germany, Congratulations, okay? Let's keep it going. We're going to go back to that extract too very briefly, okay? I don't even know what I had said back then, but I remember the USA, I remember UK because it's both about humor, all right? And then I know France is all about fashion, but I just did not know where Kuwait and Japan were. So let's listen to this little bit so we could just have a nice little refresher. One thing here is to give your presentation the personal touch. That's what they value above everything else. You see, they're judging you as much as, if not more than, what you're actually talking about. 
But um, I think too many presenters worry about offending the local culture, and then they end up sounding much too conservative.、Mm. Don't be loud, be lively, be eloquent. Boom! There it is. Offending the culture, and I think, and I never, it, it, it listening back on that. The only two countries that fall in alignment with that is Japan and Kuwait, because again, local culture, UK, France, Germany. I mean, France might have a little bit of culture, but it's more about fashion. Germany, I mean, what culture are you going to offend? All right, UK, what culture are you going to offend? USA, real culture. So then, that's why it falls into Japan and Kuwait. But Japan doesn't like lively, be bold, be enthusiastic, be inspirational. I just Don't see that in the Japanese. They're very, very structured. Sir, yes. You wait. If you got QA, give yourself a nice round of applause. Okay, because you did a goddamn good job. Let's go into、uh, the. Oh my god, I don't even know which one this is. The third extract. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think this is number three. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Well, it's almost a cliche, but the hard sell does actually work here. And believe me, you really can't be too assertive. In fact, they want you to impress them and expect you to work hard to maintain their interest. So be fast, be slick, make sure you have a few gimmicks up your sleeve. They like all that stuff, and you can say as many nasty things about your competitors as you like, especially if they're funny. Humor's nearly always appreciated, and、uh, you don't need to be too subtle with that. They don't want dark sarcasm though, so nothing too negative. Wise cracks, clever remarks—that's what they tend to go for. You know what? I, to be honest with you, I had no idea.、Um, <laughs> dark humor, going after your competitors. I don't know, man. Just a little bit at a loss here. But to be honest with you, oh my god, this was a tough one. I don't even know if I said USA. I'm gonna have to go back and listen again. But if you USA for extract number three, congratulations, you got it correct. Really dark humor? Oh, they don't like dark humor. Well, I mean, okay, wisecracks, going after your competitors. I kind of go after my competitors. <laughs> In terms of TOEFL, like TSD, grab TOEFL resources. Oh my god, I go after them all the time because it's just totally, totally. Oh my god. Anyways, but to be honest with you, I don't know. I really, I thought USA would be the other one, and I was gonna switch UK to this. Well, but I got it wrong. So I'm guessing that USA is the second to last. But nonetheless, let's go into the fourth one. Here's a little bit of refresher. Overwhelm them with your enthusiasm. Of course, they expect you to be highly competent and confident, but quietly confident. People will probably have read through all the paperwork beforehand, but they'll want you to go through all the main points again. For the sake of formality and politeness, they'll want to hear it directly from you. But don't get so carried away talking about your own ideas that you forget to point out why it's their company you especially want to do business with. That's very important. Creating a sense of harmony and compatibility between you and them.、Mm. Oh, and a long-term commitment for them, by the way,、yeah. is twenty to twenty-five years, not three to five, as it is in the states. And this is why I immediately thought it was a comparison to America, but that was a little bit of a distractor because when we talk about commitments, these people, okay, and you know what? They are the number two in my podcast. Are committed, 
They are loyal to the brand. They are loyal to me. They are some of the most beautiful souls on the planet and the most heartwarming souls on the planet. The Japanese people. If you wrote down Japan, good, good, good job. You know why? Long-term commitments. I realized that they want you to sign your life away. <laughs> America was like, uh, we just need about, you know, about 20 months. Okay. You know, that's even it. Okay. Normally it's like two months. But um, yeah, anyways, and going back to the recording with USA, hard selling. But to be honest with yeah, but considering how many times, oh my God, there were some prolific hard sellers I had come across in terms of like uh, some thing to scrub my shoe and to make sure I take all the dirt off. And he's just having an everyday conversation with me. And I, I mean, it was just to create, I was like, hold on. Oh my God. He's really hard selling to me. Sold. That's how incredible it was. And I only been hard sold to once here in Thailand, but I loved his enthusiasm because here in Thailand, they don't have that. Okay, yeah, you have some taxis like, hey, Falang, where you go? Okay, and they try to like supercharge you. But this guy, we were buying, me and my fiance, we were buying plants at a shop. And this guy came up to us and he showed us some beautiful plants and he talked and talked and talked. He was sweating. He was showing us, okay, with this one, you could put here and there and there. And I said, oh, that shit. Even if I didn't buy anything, I'm going to give this man a tip for giving a God dang. Because, man, you do not see that level of enthusiasm when it comes to plants. Hell, it's hard to, the only time I really could stand out from that level of service was at the Renaissance Hotel in uh, Phuket. And it's because these two women were just extraordinarily amazing. And I wrote a review on TripAdvisor, Google, everything. I did uh, take some shots at the check-in staff. <laughs> I'm taking shots. I'm taking shots. Oh my God. But anyways, shout out to my Japanese. Let's get into the next one. So we only got two left. Okay. And these last two are the UK and France. And I'm guessing, obviously, humor, UK, fashion, France. That's what I thought. Here we go. Main thing. In fact, you can't do without it, really. Certainly, if you haven't made them laugh even once within the first five minutes, you probably won't be very popular. People may even switch off altogether. Damn. Speakers are kind of expected to be fairly entertaining, as well as knowledgeable about their product or service. You don't actually have to crack jokes the whole time, but anecdotes and amusing stories seem to go down well. Making jokes at your own expense especially seems to help build rap- You guys get it. The whole jokes, 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 jokes. I never really thought about the American... Well, I don't really know much about the... UK audience. I, you know what? To be honest with you, if we look at the Western countries who I've spoken to, let's say between 2018 and 2019, all the podcasters and people uh, that I did the motivational mentors with, um, it was a joint podcast with me and another host. Uh, I would have to say that the ones from America, they were very stern faced. They, they, them and I, we don't have the same humor. But then if you actually watch commercials out there in America and listen to people and see what people laugh at, I'm like, dude, that's funny. I'm like, oh, man, well, I'm not going to say anything because I, I mean, because I don't laugh at that. A lot of other people do. But then the things that I laugh at, Americans are just like, huh? And I'm just like, yo, I am so un-American now. It's crazy. But when it came to the UK and me creating connections, by far British, specifically the English, I created uh, Ruth, James Hackney. We're talking the most energetic, 
unbelievable souls I ever met. These people are just phenomenal. And so to be honest with you, if I was, you know, if I was spun around and dropped into the atmosphere and luckily and hopefully don't burn up in the atmosphere and come in, I would probably land at the UK, if anything, because I am far more like them. There's more of a much deeper connection. However, the host that I hosted that podcast with, he was so monotone. I can't believe I even survived doing, you know, a podcast with him for such a long time. But there were some times that he had his moments, but he just never showed that enthusiasm. And I remember a guy from America, oh my God, he went crazy over something very, very trivial. But nonetheless, he was like, you know what? What I love so much about the podcast, he told us, he said, you guys are a very interesting dynamic. Luke is far more calm and you bring the enthusiasm. And I think that is brilliant. And I forgot what he said. It was something about the human design. But I was like, oh, man, I never saw it from that perspective. So, hey, it's like I told you, the French. It's all about fashion out there. It's all about fashion. Now, would I ever visit France? I think the Olympics are going to be in France in four years. Uh, probably not. Um, oh, my God. But I really... To be honest with you, yeah, I was friends with the CEO of a gym out here, uh, David Pham. He is Vietnamese French, though. Again, French, but Vietnamese heritage. Uh, I met maybe a couple of French people, but the thing is, man, French people, remember I told you, Luke being monotone, French folks, they'd be like, hey, you know, where could I go? It's just like, dude, can you just open your mouth and talk? Talking in a little goddamn. So, anyways, hey, yeah, can't change anyone. You just gotta accept them for who they are. You understand what I'm saying? And with that being said, people, thanks for tuning in to another wonderful ER Studios ESL podcast. I'll be seeing you in the next one, the last one for this year. I'm your host, as always, enthusiasm over and out.